In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When God calls us, we begin a long and sometimes confusing pilgrimage. From our baptismal vows to the life of vows as a religious or ordained, we're in this for life. But we don't get a road map or a GPS announcement that says an 800 feet turn right. But God in his mercy and wisdom lets us find our true self in him. And as often as not drags us from some talent, some aspect of our being that was his gift. Now he wants us to use for him. Whichever time we do, often badly, thank the living God for confession and reconciliation. Bernard of Clairvaux believed that the relationship with God was personal, alive, in the moment. He was also a man of the world, and not only a cloistered contemplative, he was a romantic. And courts of chivalry, and courts of courtesy, and ladies of love and beauty, were powerful 12th century tropes, and they influenced him. Bernard first came to God through an early love of poetry. Perhaps it was the search for the perfect phrase that blossomed into the needs for perfection, pure piety, correct theology, and rigid discipline. A love so powerful that it directed him to do everything he could to serve his Savior for God's glory. When Bernard, a Cistercian monk, and that's one of the uh, branches of the Benedictine rule, but uh, a reformed one, um, when he founded the monastery Clairvaux, he put into practice what God taught him about a disciplined community. But that also included a new lens focused on the mystical union with God, which he saw as the love between brothers, courtesy, order, mystical union in the court of Christ the King. Remember, these are the, this is the high Middle Ages. This is when uh, oaths of fealty and, and um, um, the things that we think of in terms of, of royal courts were in full blossom. Uh, so these monks found in the Song of Songs a gate to enter and embrace the intimate love of Christ. The kiss on the lips, which we just heard in the Song of Songs, as a, as a symbolic cons uh, a consummation between Christ and his bride, the church. It was a short hop. This was a spiritual marriage, the friendship that Jesus offered his disciples in the Gospel of John, as we heard. And is true as a gift of divine hospitality and life-giving intimacy in the Eucharist. Bernard writes, the measure of love is love without measure. The true measure of loving God is to love him without measure. 
Stay with it for a minute. What was love without measure? Although Bernard wrote his sermons and discourses in the traditional style of quoting isolated passages of scripture as authority, he was not, nor wanted to be, a learned university theologian. He certainly could have been. But Bernard cried out with his heart, for good or for ill, he was all about love. Even when he made mistakes in his headlong enthusiasm to touch love, to see love's face. Bernard taught that we grow in love of God by loving ourselves. That's his first step. There are steps here. We love God by first loving ourselves. But then he goes on to say the grace of God teaches us that we don't lose anything by sharing it. We don't have to be jealous of that. There's plenty to go around. The second step is we love God for the gifts we want to receive. Well, that we know the psalmist especially calls out to God for help and vengeance as often as he praises God just in pure love. Then we learn, this is step three now, we learn to love God for God's own sake. And here we begin to grow in pure, chaste love, pouring out our hearts in love to love. And who is the true love but God? And the fourth stage, now, that fourth stage began puzzling me when I first read it, when man loves himself for the sake of God. That's the fourth stage. Isn't that circling back to self-love without God? And then I considered what Brother Richard taught me about life as a religious. We strive to know ourselves as God sees us. We empty ourselves before God and into God. Didn't Jesus do that on the cross? We become transparent, a channel of God through us. But a very fleshy, incarnated, living, messy us that God knows and can use. That is the true transparency I seek, serving, at the, but serving the body of Christ in the world and at the altar. We strive and we fail. But Jesus' resurrection took care of that. We're forgiven as we stumble along and grow bit by bit. So how does this play out in our lives? The key here is spiritual friendship, the bond amongst people in community. And there is no community, family, parish, religious order, that can grow in grace without those bonds. But first must be the bond of the believer to Christ. That intimacy with God, a gift of grace, but when that can be sought through prayer and practice, Bernard's talent was his call to perfection and his obedience to God, and it drove him. He was courageous, but humble, to the wishes of God. But it was all about a sensuous and passionate love of God, an obedient love as, a, as for a beloved abbot a king, a liege lord, 
look back to feudalism. Without obedience to God, the one true sovereign, trusting and loving friendship cannot blossom. Jesus taught, and we heard this in the gospel, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Did you know that Bernard, of the many things he wrote, he wrote a rule of life for the monastic order of, of knights, the Knights Templar. You know those famous ones about whom all kinds of stories are now being taught. They were very real and they were very effective soldiers. Uh, and they were about religious, they were bowed to their order. As some of you know, I'm a knight in the Society for Creative Anachronism, but that's not a mark or a D&D game, but it's, it's, a, it's a society of thousands of people who, like Bernard and the monk Elred of Riveau, who invented the phrase spiritual friendship, and was a great friend of, of, of Bernard's, the poet von Eschenbach in Germany, Chrétien de Troyes in France, and all of those are in the 12th century, and in modern times, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, we all were so enraptured with courtly love, courtesy, and the discipline of, of chivalry. It's, it's a very ethical system, even though it's a warrior system. We may have trouble with the warrior part, but there's stuff there. I've stood guard for my king, for my prince, for their lady consorts, sworn my fealty to them. And had vows of fealty given to me as sovereign, which I returned in kind to my subjects as their protector and their liege. This is mutual. This is our love between ourselves and God. It's also hierarchical, as is our love between ourselves and God. And I gave those vows and received those vows freely in love. And through those vows, we were bound to one another in obedience. I always welcomed what people had to say if they thought I was doing the wrong thing, but whoever is in charge, ultimately when the, the sovereign's word comes down, the word is law. This taught me as much as anything what a vow is and what a vow to God means. It is a bond stronger than death and it is forged in love. So we looked at St. Bernard's life, and I showed you a little of mine. What about yours? How does God's love come to you? What are the talents, the tendencies, the loves, the fears, the hates, the hungers, which shape you? Medical profession, the circus, concert pianist, who knows what I am, I've got bits and pieces too that God is trying to forge into something. What do each of us bring to God to use for the kingdom? That's our task, is to open our hearts to know how God, how God sees us so that we can have that fourth step 
to know ourselves and to love ourselves as God loves us. Not out of selfishness, but out of bowing in humility to God. So let's close by praying in the words that Bernard gave us. Let us pray. Jesus, thou joy of loving hearts, thou font of light, thou light of men, from the best bliss that earth imparts, we turn unfilled to thee again. We taste thee, O living bread, and long to feast upon thee still. We drink of thee, the fountainhead, and thirst our souls from thee to fill. O Jesus, ever stay with us, ever with us stay. Make all our moments calm and bright. Chase the dark night of sin away. Shed o'er the world thy holy light. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and a journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon. Uh-huh.